Welcome to What The Plus F podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Barnes. In this series, we'll explore the often overlooked dimension of ESG by those that are active in the ESG industry. We'll be talking to practitioners and thought leaders that have turned ESG from a perceived burden into strategic value, what we like to call the plus F of ESG. So join us as we uncover the evolving dynamics of ESG in today's world and meet those that have harnessed its potential as a powerful catalyst for value creation. I'm Oliver Barnes, the founder and managing director of ESG Plus F, an ESG data specialist that supports companies systemize, quantify and optimize their ESG. As a former managing director of an ASX listed company, I often found myself bumping up against fellow directors and investors who were effectively ESG cynics. To the contrary in my career, I can pinpoint on multiple occasions that ESG or, or factors that we now recognize as ESG attributes had resulted in step changes for those businesses that would otherwise not have been possible. So in 2021, it was only natural for me to pick up the gauntlet and start building the tools that every business, regardless of size or sector, could access to start realizing value from ESG. So you may ask, why the plus F? Well, Deep down, there are very few people that wouldn't want to see a better world. But in reality, it's complex. We live in a world of immediacy and a path of least resistance. Capital and capital markets are no different. For example, we know that climate is now a material risk to the global financial system, but inflation is our immediate concern. Simply put, without unlocking value from ESG, the room will remain divided. Unlock quantifiable value, or what we call the plus F, and the room will be knighted, which we believe will lead to lasting impact. This is why we're committed to helping companies unlock the plus F. So really, you know, ESG is about um, the environmental, social and governance factors that can have, you know, potentially um, positive and negative outcomes on a business um, or stakeholders that sit around the business. And once you start to bring that into a, a structured environment where you measure it and you bring it into what we call a taxonomy, then you have a set of non-financial accounts. Those non-financial accounts, like financial accounts, can tell you a lot about an organization and, and is particularly useful for those operating within the, those businesses from a board, executive or operational team. Um, and strategically to align the ESG opportunities that that, that, that highlights um, to the strategic objectives of the organization. Um, so really, you know, building a foundation for any, any parties that are thinking about ESG or how to incorporate ESG, or they may already be on their journey, but they're looking for more structure and they're looking for data and the ability to quantify. This is really what we've been focusing our time on and, and where our clients achieve the most benefits out of our services. Um, what we've been able to do for clients is really clearly put the foundations in place to a full ESG data program, and then enable them to um, identify gaps within their programs and address those. For us, not only is it important to identify where the gaps exist, but it's also important to uh, provide the resources so our clients can confidently delegate their ESG data management to ESG plus F, whilst you know, progressing their, their, their ESG credentials and aligning ESG to those strategic outcomes, but freeing up those important internal resources that work on projects and initiatives that sit on their critical path. Um, 
the most important thing about ESG to understand is it's applicable for all companies of all sizes. Um, and for those that are looking to start on their journey, there are some basic foundational elements that need to be put in place before um, before charging off and trying to, to take on ESG disclosure. Um, ESG Plus F has a Pathfinder program that puts all those foundational pieces in place and allows the organization to focus on the areas that are most material and have the biggest impact uh, on the business and prioritize those ahead of other areas that naturally as you progress down your journey, then you may look to, to, to address down the line. One of the most important things, um, you know, dealing with ESG within any organization, uh, big or small, is to really be able to bring your, your internal stakeholders along on the journey. Now, you know, ESG has its complexities, but once ESG is put into a very simple, quantifiable structure, it's really um, a lot easier to communicate that internally to stakeholders, get organizational wide buy-in, and really start to, to align everybody to um, incorporating ESG into everyday operations. One of the things that we've seen in the larger corporates that we're working with is ESG as an internal instrument has led to a number of um, business process improvements. Um, it certainly increased um, satisfaction within um, stakeholders within the organization um, to align to key issues that the organization may be thinking. And ultimately, um, being able to then articulate that through the organizational structure all the way to the decision making at a board level. Um, once CSG is broken down to its components, uh, the whole organization can then really sort of start to think about the opportunities that ESG presents and you know we're seeing this within a number of our clients already taking on business process improvement reducing costs um, hedging um, uh, inflationary costs that that may be impacting their businesses elsewhere um, and uh, also at the same time achieving some environmental social and governance improvements once you do that, and, and, and naturally all businesses want to continue to progress uh, and drive those improvements, but it's really important to then bring that back into a disclosure format. And disclosure is really how you articulate to the stakeholders that sit around the business in a public forum, um, how the business is approaching these topics, these issues, um, these uh, material areas that potentially could impact the business. Disclosure can happen in a number of formats and traditionally it's been done in a reporting format on an annual basis. But really the, the world that we live in today looks for continuous disclosure. And at ESG Plus F, we've been helping our clients do that through data disclosure and what we call performance data centers, where that, that data is brought together through a structured taxonomy and allows stakeholders to look into that information and understand it in the context of non-financial accounting. So for, for a number of um, early adopters, ESG has been a practice um, for a number of years now for those, those organizations. And those organizations have managed to use ESG as an instrument to drive business process improvement internally, but also use it as a point of differentiation in the market. And so they've been able to do this predominantly to gain market access to new markets, 
or move organizations and discussions, negotiations away from just price sensitivity to demonstrating the value of their services or products um, in a market with a more conscious consumer that sits downstream from them. Um, that's provided, you know, obviously market access opportunities. We're also seeing the capital markets take an increasing interest in ESG. Um, and particularly uh, organizations have used ESG effectively to, to access capital. And in increasingly so, particularly in the debt markets where we have um, things like sustainability linked bonds and green bonds using ESG to drive the cost of, of capital down. You know, ESG is a more recent lexicon and it's been used in a number of, um, with a number of meanings across the market globally. Um, and naturally that's caused reactions from parties that are, um, are very um, uh, progressive around ESG and then other parties that have approached ESG with skepticism. Ultimately, ESG isn't, isn't a thing. It, yes, it fits under the, the pillars of environmental, social and governance, and that's what the uh, acronym stands for. But ultimately, ESG is a measurement of those factors that sit in and around a business uh, that potentially present risks, but they also present opportunities. So once you look at ESG just as a science and measuring those factors that have always existed and, and sat around businesses, but now brought into a, a, a systematic approach. And then bringing those measurements into, into data points that once applied through a taxonomy, taxonomy gives you a set of non-financial accounts. It really can help organizations really identify and, and work out where to prioritize their team, their resources and their investment to drive longer term um, sustainable profits and uh, to effectively build presence in the market uh, and get closer in terms of the alignment of their values with you know, a myriad of stakeholders that sit around businesses today. In addition to the voluntary side of ESG, increasingly so we're seeing mandatory um, regulation coming through. The first wave of this mandatory regulation has been around climate and climate disclosure because climate is seen as a material financial risk to the global financial markets. Um, naturally, organizations and governments have made commitments through the Paris Agreement, and we're on a pathway globally to try and reduce emissions. So it's been natural that a lot of, um, a lot of new regulation and, and really also here in Australia, for example, the use of the Corporations Act to address what is now considered a material risk. Behind that, we're also seeing biodiversity increase in importance and then human rights. Um, and, you know, rightly so. It's, it's not something that um, organizations should be concerned around measuring. In fact, what you're trying to do through these mechanisms is really address um, any operational improvements and demonstrate the standard operating procedures that you have as a business to be able to give confidence to your market, um, your clients and your stakeholders that sit around the business. So what we're doing here um, with this podcast, What the Plus F, is all about looking at the other side of ESG, which is those practitioners that have advanced on ESG and then turned it into an instrument that is aligned to their corporate and their strategic objectives and is contributing to some of those strategic outcomes.
by breaking down ESG and looking behind the scenes, we're also investigating and, and discussing the structure that parties are using to become mature um, practitioners on ESG, the skills that are required, the data and the data management side of ESG, which is increasingly important, especially with regulation and, and accusations of greenwashing in the industry, the types of technologies that parties are using and the, and the use and application of digital technologies. And then the final piece, which is how do you um, include stakeholders and particularly your value chain to be able to access data and make these adequate disclosures. And that makes the difference between those that are leaders in ESG and those that are looking to just comply and conform. Those leaders we're seeing increasingly use ESG as a very strategic instrument within their operations, within all of their operations, um, in fact. And that's something that um, we're spending a lot of time at board executive teams and operational teams um, understanding and incorporating and starting to be part of the standard operating procedures of those organizations. So really there's five core pillars um, to becoming you know, ESG mature and preparing yourself for ESG assurance. Um, first one of those is determining what ESG reporting requirements and standards apply to you as an organization and the industry and sector that you operate within. Building your robust approach to ESG governance, developing the right skills in the organization and being able to activate those skills to drive those outcomes. Identifying then the disclosures that are required, the gaps and how the data, the unstructured data in the organization will be able to move through to serve these functions. Finally, then moving to taking that data and digitalizing it in a format that, that visualizes it, allows the dissemination of that information and turns that information into insights, um, what we call actionable insights that can be put to work and drive those outcomes. And then finally, you know, really engaging with the stakeholders, part of the supply chain, your off takers and people that are critical to your business environment to be able to um, gather information and, and harmonize information that they may be sitting on that has an impact on your business. So a common myth around ESG is ESG is actually a new thing. Um, the lexicon ESG is, is now describing, um, uh, I guess, the factors that sit in and around businesses that have influenced them for the past centuries. Um, what we're able to do now through the ESG um, structure and ecosystem is be able to quantify those risks and those opportunities um, more distinctly within the business. And that leads to an opportunity of bringing in much longer term thinking that's good for businesses um, that, that leads to a lot, a lot more stable um, um, performance um, for shareholders of those businesses. So common misunderstanding is ESG is a new thing. Uh, ESG is really the, the way that um, we are now encapsulating and, and, and describing non-financial accounting um, and really it presents an exciting opportunity for a number of organizations to differentiate um, beyond price why their product, their solution, their service um, has a place in the market uh, and align those products with the value sets of their consumers. ESG plus F was formed in the early 2022 and really came from uh, my personal experience sitting there 
as a managing director in the boardroom when discussing projects that we were developing and the ESG attributes that sitting around those projects. For us at that time, we were positioning those assets to effectively be purchased by pension funds. And traditionally, pension funds, particularly North American pension funds, have a long-term outlook. And so therefore, already living in a world where ESG has an impact. And really through those discussions, I found a very divided boardroom uh, for, for, you know, basically skeptical views around ESG or whether ESG was a philanthropic uh, effort. And really that, that brought home a real issue around the work that we were doing on ESG, which was we weren't being able to break ESG down to a quantifiable set of non-financial accounts. And so we set out, or I set out um, post that company talking to a number of investors and found that was a common issue and pain point in the industry. And really, as a collective, we wanted to understand, you know, how was ESG going to impact our investments and how can we use ESG to drive value from our investments? And obviously, the latter there, being able to drive value, allows us to justify spending more time, resources and energy to drive maturity and, and, and ultimately uh, identify and, and, and find outcomes. So that's why we formed ESG Plus F. The plus F is linking those financial benefits back to the core disciplines of ESG. Before we wrap up today's episode, I'd like to extend an invitation to all of our listeners. If you're keen to delve deeper into the world of ESG, or you're looking for guidance on unlocking the plus F for your organization, we at ESG plus F are here to assist. If you check out our website, www.esg-f.com, you'll find everything from free assessment tools to insights and offerings that are guaranteed to help you along your ESG journey. Furthermore, if you have any specific queries, insights, or even feedback about our discussions, please do not hesitate to reach out on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and our other socials. We value the perspectives of our audience and your input could very well shape the future content of these episodes. Remember, ESG is not a thing, it's an instrument that unlocks the future of financially sound business practices. And at ESG Plus F, we're committed to assisting you every step of the way. Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.